Hello, lovely people of the internet. Welcome to the Unleashing Potential podcast. My name is Jason. Oh, my name is Paul. Sorry. <laughs> my name is Grant. My name is Sam. My name is Matthew. And I'm Simon. And uh, today we'll be discussing uh, IT security. Right, so the, uh, the idea at the moment is that we are, in order to corral our immense output of, um, of blogs and videos and podcasts and so on, the idea is that we're going to theme uh, sort of every, every fortnight and discuss uh, different topics through different media. And so this week the idea is security. Um, most of the time we concern ourselves with, uh, with security as it relates to Google Apps and Office 365. So uh, it's probably worth sort of um, kicking off with that. Uh, one of the problems that we often come across is that clients um, have a lot of fears around moving to cloud-based services. Now, I, I personally, I don't know about you guys, I, I personally feel that um, a lot of that comes from the term cloud itself. I think cloud just feels inherently insecure. It's a great marketing term. It sounds kind of cool and buzzy. Yep. yep. But it's not. Uh, it doesn't fill you with a sense of security, does it? Not particularly. No. 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 I prefer to move my stuff to a fort rather than a cloud. <laughs> I think as a, as a rule. Um, can uh, is it, I mean who who here would would consider themselves kind of um, pretty up to speed on, on data security. <clears throat> Not me. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening here is all eyes are going on Simon because he's, he's you know, pretty uh, aware of the, uh, of the most of the concerns around um, security moving to the cloud. Um, it's not actually, uh, do you think, do you think any of the concerns are valid? I, I think I mean, part of the problem is that it just feels too fluffy. You've no idea where your data is, whereas if you know it's on a server in your office, you can point to it and say, well, we lock the door uh, every night and uh, we've got a guard downstairs and, you know, that's yeah. it's pretty much safe. Yeah. Whereas you're just entrusting it in someone that you, you don't really know and, you know, you, you can't, you don't feel like you can trust all companies because in the light of all these hacking scandals, uh, like the, the big one, I think, was Ashley Madison recently. That's, oh, yeah. the, that's the, been huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With Google Apps and Office 365, you kind of do know where they're stored, don't you? I mean, Yeah, I mean, all the information's there if you, if you just go and ask for it or look for it. Um, you can find out where all of their data centers are. They, yeah. they sort of split your data up across all of them, or a lot of them anyway. And... Um, uh, they're all heavily protected physically. They've got guards, 24-hour security. You know, it's it's just like heavy fortresses. The, you're not going to be able to just walk into one of them and take someone's uh, data out. Uh, even if you did steal a few hard drives, it would be meaningless data. Um, I, 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 I'm pretty sure, having seen Mission Impossible, that you can just walk into those. <laughs> um, as long as you avoid the lasers and you're suspended on a rope. But yes, um, yeah, it's obviously it's all... It's much more secure in Google, I would say, than in any charity. I mean, you know, it is quite easy for someone to walk into a, most charities' offices and steal a server. Um, even if you did get into like Google or Microsoft, you wouldn't know which server to take if you wanted to steal data <laughs> that way. And plus, they they all have like servers in loads of different countries. So if you t if you were to destroy one in one country, you kind of it would be pointless because then there's always a backup somewhere else of that. 
Yes, I mean, it's security should really be a, a lower issue, uh, a, a lower, lower concern for a lot of charities, I think, than, um, than redundancy and backup. So, as Jason's just saying, if, you, if you've got your, your data is stored with Google or Microsoft, then it's stored in multiple places. Um, if there's a fire at one data center, you can actually have uninterrupted service because um, your data is backed up in another data center. Um, whereas if there's a fire in your office, or if your server just breaks, I mean, that's, you know, that's, let's face it, which do we come across more often? Hacking attempts on our clients or our clients' server breaking down? Uh, most likely something on the server breaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I think that's that's generally the the more common scenario, but people refuse to move, well not refuse, well we've had a couple of clients who've refused to move to the cloud because they, they can't get their head around it being um, a secure thing. And um, and that's a failing on our part because, you know, it's, it's our job to sort of, to, to sort of educate and make people feel comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, if they if they don't move to the cloud, there I think they're much more exposed to basic things like the server, be, you know, their data being corrupted on their server, or as we had fairly recently, um, uh, well, we've had a couple of a couple of incidents which we might as well kind of go into briefly on this podcast. One was um, an antivirus. Um, a piece of antivirus software that uh, there's actually a, a really good software, except that they released an update. Well, what, how, how did what happened, Sam? What was the uh, nature of the update? So, I don't know. so basically, what happened was we we had issues from several clients reporting the same issue. Uh, we narrowed it down to the antivirus, and what the antivirus done was deemed itself to be a threat, and so locked users out of everything. And it, so, the antivirus software. Said it was it, it was itself a was a virus, yeah. and then went on to eat itself. That's exactly it. Um, which is which is genius. I mean, that is you know. Uh, <laughs> I think most as big as this yeah, I think most antivirus companies go through that. If I'm not wrong, or a few of them have been through the same thing. Really, where they've actually accidentally defined themselves as a virus. Um, <laughs> sorry, just to explain, if, if this pause actually does, you know, kind of make it through the edit, uh, what what was happening there was that everyone else in the room was pointing at the microphone to Sam because Sam was leaning away from the microphone. It's very very tricky stuff recording a podcast like this. Um, uh, what was the other thing that we had recently? Oh, um, yes, we had a ransomware. We had an attack of ransomware. Uh, how can does I don't know how ransomware works. So can someone kind of fill me in? But ransomware is is incredibly infuriating if you get get caught with it. Um, basically, uh, at some point, um, someone will download uh, probably accidentally uh, a virus. Hopefully, accidentally, or in some cases not, uh, as we we had recently, um, uh, which will then go and encrypt every single file it can see. So, if you're like on a network and you have a shared drive somewhere, mm. it'll go and encrypt everything that you have access to. So, uh, you know, the next day when you come in and you try and open a file that you were working on yesterday, like a report, it just be complete gibberish, um, and uh, you'd see a little file next to it that says. Um, We've encrypted your data, and uh, to get it back, you go to this link and pay us five hundred dollars um, by the twenty-first, and we'll give you a key to decrypt all your data, so you can continue working. Yeah. Um, 
So it's almost, I mean, it's almost friendly. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're, not, they're not destroying your data. They also give you one free sort of uncrypt, so you can get what you can choose one file, no and they'll let you decrypt that. No just way, as so a they, they even have, let you have one free file. trial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? And um, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm sure one of you was telling me that um, someone had actually, was it a police station or something? Yeah, the uh, Massachusetts police station uh, in, uh, in the US, they, uh, as a last resort, they say, <laughs> um, they paid a $500 um, ransom to get their data back. Uh, and I think another one did as well. And did they get their data back? I think they got most of it back, yeah. So, I mean, at that point, I have to say, if you get, if you do happen to, it's what my wife would call idiot tax, um, if you do happen to install a ransomware virus, uh, I kind of think pay the 500 quid, you know, yeah. sort of get it back. You know, you shouldn't have installed it. Consider it lesson learned, 500 quid, get the data back. I mean, my concern was, was with the idea of paying the money is that are you then... You know, entering into some kind of, you yeah. know, they got all your details, therefore, or, or you know, you, are they going to come back to you and ask for a thousand pounds the next time? Yeah, that's what they do. If you don't pay the five hundred by a certain date, they up it to like a thousand. Yeah. If you don't pay that, then they up it again. So they don't delete your data after a period of time. I have no idea what they do. Well, there's no interest in them. It's just, it's just like it's a bit of a morbid comparison, but it's a bit like kidnapping someone. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't kill the person you kidnap because there's no value in you. Yeah. In, in you doing that, but if they don't pay up, then eventually they do. Yeah, then eventually, according they to the do, TV shows, apparently, yeah, <laughs> based on the episode <laughs> of CSI we watched. Yeah, um, I think uh, my concern for that would be is if you pay the fine, what would stop? Because they've already encrypted your data once. So how do you know it's it's actually gone? So once you pay it, what's to stop them in a month's time doing the same thing again? Because uh, they've probably still got something on your system. I mean, you can get rid of it, well, but yes, there might be something in the background that well, took a month, you, two months down the line. What, do you know what I'd do, Sam, in that scenario? I would move to the cloud. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> nice but a, segue. But this, yeah, yeah, yeah so I, I, I'm, I'm all about <laughs> smooth segues. Um, uh, you know, fair point. If, if, you're, if you were on Google Apps or Office 365, could you end up with a ransomware scenario. How, how could that play itself out if you were using Google Apps or Office 365? Well, I was kind of thinking. Um, again, no, it wouldn't really, would it? Um, because if you, had a if you had a ransomware on your PC, obviously, obviously because it's all stored elsewhere, um, it wouldn't really infect, it shouldn't really infect it. And the reason why I say it should because um, there's a way you can save online data onto your PC, but I can't imagine that getting tampered with um, because yeah. there are ways you can recover it from the web, like in Google, how you can, on your own account, there's a way you can restore data or recover data um, right. from so, the web interface. So let's say, let's say that I've, um, I, well, I'm not just saying it, this is how I use Google Drive, I yeah. sync it, I have Google Drive syncing all the time with my local files yeah so I nothing to do with Google I managed to download a ransomware virus it yeah. gets onto my laptop um, and it encrypts all the files that are on my laptop is that those files then synced to Google Drive yes yeah, yeah. so those will become encrypted as well then and then so you'd have the same issue both on in the cloud and on your machine but um yeah so um that's the thing the only difference is yeah 
you can restore. You'd be able to restore. Yeah. I would have thought that Google's backups would mean that you just go through your version yeah. history. You just kind of go let let's go back to the version that's not yeah. encrypted by a um, a fraudster. Yeah. So that you know, the cloud can actively protect you even against viruses that you manage to install mm-hmm. on your own PC. If I delete all my files. So a virus comes onto my laptop, it's a bit more hostile, they're not after my money, they just want to be evil, they want to, they, they wipe my entire laptop, or, or they wipe the contents of my Google Drive. Um, does that, you know, would I still be able to recover those from the live server, or will Google be saying, oh, you've deleted all your files locally, um, therefore we assume you don't want them in the cloud either? What happens the, there? It does delete them uh, in your sort of cloud account, I'm going to call mm-hmm. it, um, yeah. and you can recover it back within 30 days. But this is an example of like accidental or malicious deletion, and you still need a backup if you're using the cloud anyway. Um, Why you can trust Google and Microsoft to keep your data safe so they're not going to accidentally lose it for you. They've got it backed up themselves. They're, it's not their onus. And we assume that they're not going to accidentally install a virus and wipe all of their machines. <laughs> yeah, you don't, if, right? if, yeah. if they do, that'd be big news, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they, it's not their onus to... Um, guard against your own users' mistakes. So um, you then want a cloud backup solution to then go and copy your data so you can restore it from there as well. And that's that's the, the likes of Backupify, is that right? Backupify is yeah. backup. And they're non-profit uh, discounts for those um, too. So, so even though Google and Microsoft keep lots and lots of copies of your data, they have multiple levels of redundancy and so on, there's still kind of conceptually one one folder that you're using. So if you happen to screw up by sort of deleting your data and you don't restore it within 30 days, if you're using something like Backupify, you'd still have a backup on top of that. And they, I think Microsoft and Google, they also have their own sort of archiving services, uh, which you can go with as well. Um, but uh, that that is a fee on top, so I compare that and spanning backup, Backupify, see which ones are easiest to restore data from. Cool. Um, actually convincing me now to push all my stuff to the cloud because oh yes yes <laughs> suddenly everyone in the room turns and looks at jason as if to say why are you not already doing that no like I've, I've always been one of those people that just like who's always just wanted their own little home server at home and then just keep all of my files locally there and then have like a raid set up and then just have backups on multiple hard drives because i like keeping it all to myself because it's like it's the same thing as well yeah it's, it's more the fear of like a, as everyone else being like, do I want to put all my personal photos up on the cloud? Do I want to do, want to do all of that somewhere where I know, like, oh, hey, I don't actually have it with me, but... Wow. Jason, this is like a... I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bit of a revelation to realise <laughs> that you basically have um, all the the same sort of cloud fears and, and you know... Yeah. Uh, yeah that, right. Well, that, we, we, yeah, that's um, interesting. We have a heretic in, in our midst. So <laughs> <laughs> burn him! Um. I guess what I was thinking is that um, the, definition of, the definition of PC is personal computer, mm-hmm. but we usually associate that, you know, Windows, PC. Yes, computers. true, true. Um, but does it really, is it really a personal computer when it's in someone else's hands? If that makes sense. So, for example, mm-hmm. you could say, okay, this is my toy, but I'm handing it over to my parent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then, because your parent has jurisdiction of that toy while it's away from you, is you know, it really, is it really, yeah, is yeah. It really 
Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, that's an interesting one. That, that touches on a, a personal bugbear of mine, which is the, the way that a lot of consultants who are trying to charge charities lots of money, um, the way they define cloud services is, uh, very, is you know, they say, oh, it's, it's actually very simple. It's just, it's just storing your data and running software on someone else's computer. And that, you see that that the reason that's a bugbear for me is because it sounds so so true, and it is true. Technically, it is true, uh, but it also manages to plant a seed of absolute fear. You know, because oh, I'm storing all my data on someone else's computer. Well, yes, you are, but that someone else's computer, supposing it's Google or Microsoft, um, is covered by a, a, well, they're covered by a number of standards, ISO 27001, I believe, is the data security standard. They're covered by, they have to abide by the same data protection acts and comply with EU safe harbor laws, I believe, yeah. as yeah. Google and Microsoft do. Um, and also they have a contract with you as a user. So, so you, um, you are pretty well covered. You are storing it on someone else's computer, but with multiple levels of sort of legal bindings to make sure that they don't do anything inappropriate with it. Um, so yes, obviously that, that data is absolutely still yours. Google put very strong wording around that, um, which you can read more about this in, uh, in our guide to data security. Um, the data is still yours, but it is sitting on someone else's computer, which is the same as, you know, imagine if you, you had a server in your own office, but you were leasing it from a company. Technically, you're not storing it on your own server. It's leased. But, you know, so I, yeah, that's, I, I consider that to be a bit of a false friend, that, that, whole, that whole definition. I was just about to, like, just interrupt and be like, that's... So if you had your own server, but it's leased by someone else, well, actually, no, you're leasing it from someone else, Technically, it's still it's still on your own machine. Like, okay, yes, you don't actually own well, that's it. But well, it's the bit where you don't actually own yeah, it is what we're talking about. Yeah. You are technically leasing um, server space from Google and Microsoft. Uh, you well, don't I mean, actually own it, but it is your space. I mean, they don't shove your data on someone else's virtual server. Oh yeah, no, that's true. It's just it's more the fact like if you actually have it in house and it's only in house, technically you could kind of say like it's in your own environment. You know where it is. It's there, yeah, but it's still not it's yours. Sort of thing. But yes, it's still not yours. Burn the heretic. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm still trying to think about moving over all my stuff. I'm still I'm in I'm in that transitional period of like thinking about it. Yes, fair enough. <laughs> That's a great impression, isn't it? Uh, How could you be an IT consultant talking about the cloud and you yourself haven't done it? This is, well, I'm just, I just, that's great. So on, Unleashing Potential has a, a vacancy coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to pick on the big guy. Just yeah, okay, I'm just going to kind of, uh, this, there's no segue at all here. This is, this is not me being smooth at all. I'm going to change the subject to, um, to logging in to... Google and Office 365. Um, this, uh, I mean, I think this is where security is kind of at its weakest. Mm. I'm, I'm logged into Google kind of all the time. Um, I think my credentials and stuff are remembered. Is that is that secure? Is, are there things I should be doing to to be more secure around that? You know, if, if anyone steals my MacBook and they're able to get past the yeah. What I like about Google um, is that when you're going to the admin panel, mm -hmm. it asks. I mean. If you save your password, I think you can just re-log into, into it again. But it will always ask you for the, for the password again. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that's what I quite like about it. There's a way you can see the password on the PC itself. Right. Um, so you can force, uh, whoever is running Google can force the administration panel, uh, through the administration panel, can force users to put their password in every time. I think it is by default. Uh, there's something kind of similar. So in, in, if someone stole your laptop mm-hmm. and, and you had a, yeah, yeah, and whatever else device, and if you log into the admin console, you can reset your signing cookies, which means every single session where you're signed in gets logged out. Right, okay. So then you can reset your password and they can't log in. So the administrator can yeah. can set that on behalf of all users? Yeah, on a per user basis. Brilliant, okay. And I know that there's uh, two-factor authentication in Google, yep. so who knows how two-factor authentication yeah. works? Well, this is like, from my knowledge from like two years ago, I'm pretty sure it's still the same. It's So it's an additional layer of security where you hook up your phone and a mobile phone number, uh, in all, I think it change, you have to do it every 30 days. Every 30 days. Yeah. So they send you a code to your mobile phone, yeah. you get the code, you type it in, and then you put your password in and you yeah. sign in. So it's just another way of confirming that you are who you say you are. Yeah. So random attempts can't get into your account. I believe that's per device. So if you log onto someone else's laptop or someone else tries to log in as you, they're going to need to put in that yeah. code. Yeah. yeah. And I think you also, when someone actually registers a device using two factor authentication, you, your email address gets a thing, uh, you get an email saying, this device has just registered with. So you can, if, if someone else somehow managed to get past two factor authentication, you'd still have an email saying, yeah. this has happened. So you could flag it up as. As not good. Do Office three six five do the same thing? Do they do two factor yeah. and all that? Okay. Well, I think that's quite cool, isn't it? In that it st- it um, can identify it's not the same machine. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes not that not it's not the same machine because, as um, Sam mentioned before, and that if um, you're on a different machine, it should ask you to do that again. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think when people think of the cloud, or sometimes I mean, in the beginning when I thought of the cloud, I thought they all see us as one, but um, obviously, there is a way you can it can identify you are not on the same device, and so that, um, yeah, yeah, that is yeah more convenient really in terms of making in terms of peace of mind. So it's the it's presumably it's the, the the website or the app that you're using is storing a cookie on your device and then just kind of using if they if it doesn't find the cookie it assumes that you're on a new device uh, it was does it by ip address yeah and the actual physical device you're on so it can tell you on an iphone or an android device or a mac or windows pc i quite like those emails when i get them when i log in from my tablet it's just like oh hey you've uh, logged into google from this device and it's just like when did i do- oh this was then it's just like okay i, I no one's gone on my account <laughs> that's fine and you can see a little history as well of like all the devices that i've connected as well in the past I did that thing, I said, oh, hey, didn't I? Oh, yeah, probably. No, I was more yeah. amused. So I, I, <laughs> I was amazing. smiling while, J- while Jason was saying that because he started off by saying, I quite like those emails. <laughs> They're not the most um, interesting females, I have to say, but it's yeah, each to their own. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, we've run out of time, so we'll leave you lovely listeners with this question. What are your thoughts on IT security? Do you happen to feel the same as I do of keeping your files in the cloud? Let us know on Twitter at UnleashingP. If you'd like to hear more more podcasts like this, subscribe to us via iTunes or over on our SoundCloud page. And on that note, we'd like to say thank you for listening, and this is us signing off for now.